Welcome everyone to Mystery, the podcast about myths and history. I am Brian Taylor Marshall, your host. Sitting to my left is my permanent co-guest, <laughs> Peter. Welcome back. Thank you for having That's me. That's right, everyone. Guest episode. Oh, oh hey, Cammie. Hey. My permanent get co-guest. Co-guest? Did I just emote you? That's what he is. Okay. He's a co-guest. So you're just guest. I uh, see myself as a co-host. So, Peter, what are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to discuss the uh, the myth of Cupid and Psyche. To quote you, there's going to be sex, murder. You just said this, right? I did. Um, I was kind of speaking about Greek myth as a whole. But, oh, sure. But, uh, but yeah, there's lots of uh, spicy tales. This is going to be and, intense. Uh, yes. Um, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> Lovers. We know, we know that you've put your uh, this podcast on your Amazon, Alexa, or whatever, and you and your loved one laying down in bed ready to listen to mystery. So um, It's the most romantic thing you could do. Yeah. yeah. So, so light a candle and open up a <laughs> bottle of uh, sparkling water Simply. and, and uh, get ready to get crazy. Right. So it is. It is the time of love, and what a better love story other than Oedipus that we covered recently. That was a very good love story. Super great about families, yeah, coming staying together, together, no mother issues. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to discuss uh, the classic myth of Cupid and Psyche, um, and Cami is going to kick us off. Oh yeah. So I don't know how much anyone knew before we got into this about cupid and psyche almost nothing okay that's fair baby butt it was think of it like in the okay everyone knows now basically like in our american whatever like culture everyone knows about beauty and the beast Mm -hmm. and you can kind of think about the story and and just remember how it goes and it's it's not really like in your forefront but it's kind of maybe in the back of your mind like this is a love story like this is how love stories go sometimes well cupid and psyche other than being almost exactly the same story um it was sort of like that in ancient times so people had this myth that they that was always in the back of their heads about love and this Mm. is sort of what it was this fairy tale so psyche was the youngest daughter of a king and she was very beautiful men would travel just far and wide to see her um they the villagers would throw flowers in her path when she walked i'm dead serious <laughs> help her with flowers <laughs> just need to go to the bathroom <laughs> please um the, i mean this is from i'm I'm getting my story from the golden ass which mm-hmm. is uh tr- which was translated by uh jack Lindsay. um but apuleius was who wrote it but anyway yeah so flowers in her path i hope she doesn't slip and fall down the the men would just forget their wives and 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 venus and just come and and basically oogle this girl or ogle uh and venus was getting really jealous because the men no longer worshipped her her rights are being neglected no one was sacrificing to her and that sort of thing and Venus in general is notoriously jealous. I mean, she started an entire war over her beauty. <laughs> so she summons her her son, Cupid. And this is where the text gets a little weird. Uh, Cupid is described as a as a child or a winged lad, mm-hmm. um, puerum, in Latin, which 
agrees with Penatum Ilium, which pen, uh, penat, or Penatum is basically like winged, and Puerum is boy. So he's he's described as a kid, like a winged, like a cherub. And he's literally called like Latin, or in Latin, Amor, too, I believe. Like as he's called an Eros in Greek. Mm-hmm. So he's literally like he is love, love <laughs> yeah. lust. Yeah, sure. Like he's, and so the story as we'll see later because this is a love story between two adult people well one's a god he's not a boy so it's it's just really weird the the differentiation that they make in this particular telling of the story calling him a, a boy mm-hmm. well, he's like um, a, he's a he's a young man i mean like I, th- I think in you know in 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 popular Current mythology, Cupid sure. is like Cupid is like a baby essentially. You know, with a that's what, and, and that's almost what they're describing here, right? In the Latin, but but yeah, he's more like just a young man, he's like a, a, he's a twenty year super old, super hot young yeah. man. Yeah, I'll go yeah. into it later too. But that was a it was very popular in ancient Greek to, to have him be the the young boy, the chubby. Right. So there's two the Cupids. There's era. Yeah. yeah. There's this little boy, and then there's this like a naughty child and then but for fbi purposes mm-hmm. 21 year old man <laughs> right and... yes um and and psyche was also over 18 right yeah um so back to it <laughs> venus implores cupid to pierce psyche with one of his arrows and make her fall in love with him or not with him with a man with no money and no beauty so she just wanted him to find just the grossest old dude with mm. no money and make her fall in love it even says one so vile that his wretchedness has no parallel anywhere so she just really wanted her to fall hopelessly in love with someone gross and <laughs> psyche as beautiful as she was um no one none of these people that would put flowers in a path or anything were her suitors Everyone was scared to to be her suitor. So I can relate to that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Both of her plain Jane sisters uh, had met and married kings and whatnot. But she can't even find one person to join her on her sailboat and watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on her iPhone. (laughs) So, I mean, I, I totally get it. So her father consults the Oracle of Delphi. And the Oracle consults with... Apollo or what? Did, who did we say it was? It's Apollo. It's it's all in it for Apollo. Okay. <clears throat> and then, um, so the the oracle comes down and she says she will marry a wing snake who strikes even the gods with dread. Oh, you son of a bitch, oracle! Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He flies high to work doom upon men. Blah blah blah. He's a fucking monster. So they march Psyche up to this precipice to where she's going to meet, or where the Oracle told her to meet the monster and take her, I guess, for his bride. And then they just leave her there. (laughs) Um, But nature's kind of beautiful girls. So some birds came down to braid her hair or whatever, and she was flittered down to the valley Mm -hmm. um, by the winds. The new iPad. And then she she fell asleep or something, and some time passes. And when it's finally light out, she spots a palace in the distance, like that of a god. <clears throat> so when she goes in, just imagine Beauty and the Beast. The house talks to her. Everything is done for her by invisible things. 
so she's waited on by invisible people more accurately maybe the house itself sure. is waiting on her night falls and her invisible husband shows up and they consummate their marriage Whoa. and they live very happily for a time now she hasn't seen her husband she's never seen her husband mm-hmm her sisters show up looking for her body because she's fallen off this crag or the monster's taken her or what, and everybody left, so they don't know what's going on. And when they see how how great her house is and how cush she has it, they get really jealous and inquire about what her husband looks like. And then, does a snake really own this place? And, like, that sort of thing. She confesses she hasn't seen him, but they're in love. The sisters go wild. They're just imagining all sorts of stories. They say he's just trying to get her pregnant so she, so he can eat her and the child and just, <laughs> just I mean, I'm dead serious. As and they it's do. Weird. Right. Um, Sounds like my sister in laws. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, no. Love you guys. <laughs> but she starts to doubt her arrangement, as one would do if people are constantly your ear about something. So when her husband finally shows up, she acts like everything is normal. And when he falls asleep beside her, she brings a lamp over to him. And she notices, she starts to notice things like there's some arrows in the corner. And, you know, it, so it's a quiver of arrows. A and lot of baby powder. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, just that sort of thing. There's, oh, these wings on his body, this sort of thing. She's never seen him. And then she goes and she takes the lamp and she puts it to her to his face. And when she sees how beautiful this God is, she knows it's a God, child, man, whatever. She spills oil from the lamp on his shoulder. On his little shoulder. Oh, no. And he flies off to his mommy after he yells at her. <laughs> his Venus, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's that's what happened. I mean, he basically acts like an insolent child. And we, we do find out while he's yelling what made him fall in love with her. So he was supposed to pierce her with the arrow. He Instead of doing that, he accidentally pierces himself. And then, so instead of being in love with the terrible mortal, this god is in love with her. Mm-hmm. So back to the story. She was heartbroken. So she went straight to her sister who said her husband was going to eat Psyche. And she said that, as a matter of fact, her husband was Cupid. But she burned him with the lamp when she was spying on him. And he was so angry, he said he would find her sister and marry her. She just had to go to the cliff where they left Psyche years before and the winds would carry her to her new husband. The sister was so excited. (laughs) She told her husband she was going to be with a god and she didn't like him anyway because he had gout and smelled weird. And she went right up to the cliff and then stepped off onto the winds, which carried her all the way down to her death. Yeah. So, Peter, let's see if the story gets any better. (laughs) This is really interesting because Cammie and I are using different sources. She's using uh, the golden ass, which is kind of a primary source it's centuries old i'm using edith hamilton's mythology which is a classic really good but um doesn't have as what many juicy in? details as uh, <laughs> as cammy's uh, i think this is originally published in 1942 yeah um it's been around for quite a while this is the the, the volume that i grew up reading so i'm gonna pick up uh <clears throat> excuse me 
where um, where 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 Cammy concluded. So uh, our our heroine psyche uh, has been uh, shunned. Her 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 hot husband has fled. Uh, her mother in law is furious with her, um, and she's she's left to ruin. So what will she do? Well, she will go and plead her case in front of the goddess Venus. Uh, and the goddess Venus says, you will never get a husband without the proper training. So she assigns uh, Psyche with a series of trials. First, Venus mixes a great quantity of seeds, wheat, poppy, and millet. Uh, all Mixes them all together and dumps them out on the floor and tells Psyche she must sort them all by nightfall. And she leaves her. And uh, Psyche, of course, is, is uh, very, very distraught over this. And pleads to the gods, but the gods do not want to anger Venus, so they refuse to help her. Sorry, you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen her? Lord. Um, so uh, who will who will come to her aid? Um, only the lowliest of creatures, the smallest of them all. Ants. A, a army of ants uh, hears her plea and comes and sorts the the seeds for her. So when Venus comes to check on her, she finds that. Psyche has uh, has achieved her her first trial has passed her first trial. Um, she's furious by, about this, and she decides right on the spot to des- to uh, devise another trial for the following day. So the next day, she orders Psyche to um, collect the f- uh, to collect the the fleece from the. Uh, these murderous sheep that live in uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> murderous sheep. Some um, python. So, so they, these really violent, horrible sheep, but they have this amazing gold fleece. And she orders uh, Psyche to uh, retrieve some of this fleece. And uh, of course, Psyche is you know just a, a, a helpless helpless maiden. What is she going to do about this? Um, and she, so she goes down to the river. Uh, where the where the where the sharp thickets where the where the goats live, and uh, she thinks about throwing herself into the river, like just just giving up. But suddenly she hears a, a small voice, and she looks around. She finds that this voice is coming from a little green reed by the river, and the reed counsels hers: wait until the sheep go to bed at night and take their fleece from the thorns of the thickets and bring that back to Venus. I thought he was going to say, wait until 800,000 ants devour yes. the brains of the sheep. <laughs> army of red ants sting them to death. So, so she follows the instructions of the green reed and uh, collects the golden fleece and returns it to, to Venus. Venus exclaims, someone helped you. You didn't do this on your own. But I've got another another trial for you. You must go to the waterfalls, the source of the river Styx, the river of the dead, and fill this flask with its black waters. So Psyche the next day walks to this waterfall. It's extremely dangerous, slippery, high, uh, rushing waters. Uh, again, she's feeling like she's she's just been defeated by this by this trial. But once again, uh, she has an unlikely helper. An eagle arrives and takes the flask in its beak and flies to the top of the waterfall, fills it with the black water of the river Styx, and returns. Uh, she carries the flask back to Venus. And you can imagine just how furious Venus is that this like this silly, beautiful, useless girl is, is coming back after these impossible trials. 
Someone's helping her. Who is it? But she gives her one last trial. You must carry this box into the underworld and demand that Persephone, the goddess of the underworld, uh, give, give, a, give her beauty charm, and you must bring it back in this box. How do you even find the entrance to the underworld? I mean, she, uh, Psyche is not is 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 a living being. Uh, how can she enter this the, the underworld? But uh, while she's wandering around trying to find the entrance, once again she's helped this time by a voice from a tower, and the tower instructs her: go to this great hole in the earth, follow it down to the river of death. There you will find Charon, the ferryman. Give him a penny, and he will take you across the river. The three-headed dog Cerebus guards the gates to the underworld, but if you give him a cake, he will let you pass. Right. I, I wish they had known that in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, just give him some <laughs> some little Debbie. Good to go. Yeah. Uh, she follows the instructions and she succeeds. Uh, Persephone uh, gives her her beauty charm, and Psyche puts it in the box and brings it back to to Venus, but. Her curiosity gets the better of her. She has to know what is in this box. She might be seeing her husband later today. Wouldn't it be great to have a little extra beauty to, to win him back? So she sneaks a peek into the box. And she's strucken, stricken. Structed? Destructed. <laughs> <laughs> and she falls into a wakeless sleep. Uh Hearing this news, Cupid, who has recovered from his wounds, um, <laughs> from his sore shoulder, for, 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 he was such his, a baby. <laughs> I got burned by some oil. <laughs> Guess what? I made some fried chicken tonight. I'm, I'm fine. Literally immortal. <laughs> <laughs> but he he flies. He uh, he his uh, Venus has been kind of like nursing him back to health, but she's also kind of imprisoned him in her home. Um, but he breaks out. He he flies out the window to find his bride. Um, he finds her, and he finds her in this deep sleep. And according to my story, uh, he awakens her with a prick of his arrow. Whoa! Uh-oh. <laughs> Bada bang. Uh, <laughs> and she awakens from her from her slumber. Um, now, Cupid, being reunited with his bride, uh, wishes to protect her from any further incursions from his, his jealous mother. So he uh, makes an appeal to Zeus himself asking that uh, Psyche be made immortal. Um, and uh, he brings Psyche to Olympus. Uh, Zeus agrees uh, to let her drink the ambrosia, which makes her uh, a goddess, and they are formally married there in Olympus. Uh, and f uh, from that day forward, uh, Venus could no longer mess with her, and they, Cupid and Psyche, lived happily ever after. Wow. So that, so Psyche, so yeah, I legit, like, I I just got some little blurbs, but I didn't know the story because I really wanted to figure it out. That's really cool. That's really wild. Psyche becomes a goddess. That's, I mean, I guess that's, can't beat him, join him, you know, right. and then Venus can, people will go like, oh, shit, I, we can't see Psyche. She's up and getting boned by a little prick, so we gotta <laughs> just go back to Venus. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. So... Yeah, I did. I did a little like background search of Cammy. Sent me text and was like, "Just look up Beauty and the Beast." And like, what the hell does that have to do with Cupid and Psyche? <laughs> um, and yeah, there. So Beauty and the Beast was was written in 1740 by 
Gabrielle Suzanne Barbeau de Villeneuve. And uh, this was, it was really popularized then. Uh, there hadn't been like a published version before that, it seems. And ever since then, there's been tons of different versions. There was like a uh, uh, Jean-Marie Le Prince de Beaumont did like a children's version, it looks like. And um, there was an Ita uh, Italian version adaptation, lots of other versions that were kind of adapted from that. But um, Villeneuve's version was like the first that we know. Um, and it's it's pretty similar to the, if you know the Disney one, pretty similar to that. There's some differences. Like I said, this one's pretty long. It's a novel. Sure. Um, but this, uh, w from Wikipedia to Ancient AU, it does, Villeneuve does use uh, Cupid and Psyche as a reference. Oh, for clearly, sure. yeah. Yeah. And um, it's really cool to see that uh, uh, just as far as how Cupid and Psyche's been too and we were talking a little bit before like um sort of the origin of the meaning psyche too i was wondering if the story would kind of employ that it doesn't really but um it, but i think what we found is our definitions of these things don't are not the same i don't think sure i mean soul you know like it, it, yeah our yeah. idea of soul, soul is sort of, sort of like your breathing in life right yeah inside of you like some some greek philosopher this. thought your mind was on a different plane. I can't remember if it was Aristotle or not. Someone had like an idea of the perfect and then the, that. But anyway, yeah, what I think I saw Plato? was... Because Plato had the perfect... Yeah. Your perfect partner would come to you. That's right. Soulmates. Yeah, yeah. And that's... It, it, it became very popular during that, that Hellenistic period. Um, uh, the, the imagery the way that the words transformed and just I think like to breathe life was what I saw was like a Latin translation that could be seen. Um, Cupid's pretty obvious though. Uh, it is cool though. I did, I did see um, from Wikipedia in a, uh, the baby one that we kind of know that kind of came back in the 15th and 16th century. And there was some fun stuff too with like um, Christianization kind of trying to, cause you know, Renaissance art mm. was, had to be very Christian-y, but it was also going back to the classics. So you had to have that balance. So make him less sexy by making him... Right. And yeah. it was it was like a love of like... like Infantis. Yeah. It, and, it, and it was like, let's love... It's our... It, like, Cupid represents our love to God. Because he's, he's very angelic. Mm -hmm. And that's how we kind of see him now. Mm -hmm. like that's yeah. you know, When you think of an angel... Or there's an innocence Cupid's very to angelic. To... Mm -hmm. at the beginning and right and because i mean the greek word for cupid was eros um e e as an erotic you know mm -hmm. so it was there's you know erotic is erotic um <laughs> and like a more is a little you know that's love but you, you you there's a little bit more like romance there erotic is sexual love, but yeah it's right. totally like we're pricking tonight okay <laughs> um so well he had other brothers that in each one because i know piccadilly circus yeah has the statue and everybody thinks it's cupid but it's not it's the friend well, like i said i didn't right. take Greek. the what do you know the name i um, ross maybe well there's there's an, there's Cupid an idea that there's cupids yeah there's there was three sure. even in greek as far as greek that there was multiple it, it's friendship love the love of like friendship uh, like between oh like agape. The love between me and you agape and us and peter yeah agape is is the greek word for like friendly love mm -hmm. sure um uh, I think his name was very close to right. It was, Eros, I think it was Eros or Eris with an with an e, like a plural version maybe, or it, an i maybe. The, the the Latin it was all different vowels. They just put <laughs> a different vowel in there. The Latin's Amorini for like the multiple cupids, okay. which is just like loves. Like, oh sure, yeah, like the plural of loves. 
Like different kinds of love? Um, no, I think, I think like, as far as Latin goes, like, and there is a distinction uh, between, like, the Greek and Latinization of it. Um, it it's pretty intense, it, it, like, of, of how far Cupid goes and how he changed. But it's, it's weird. Like, Hercules and Heracles are super indistinguishable. Like, it's literally just a name. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, there's, like, there's there's Vulcan, there's Mars, there's, there's, you know, sometimes we think that the Romans took Greek gods, sometimes it was a melding. It, it's really weird, and Cupid's one of those where it, it transformed in that time, too. And then, it is, I think the 4th century um, BCE was when we start seeing, like, Cupid and Psyche and things. So it, it was, like, very prominent in the culture, and I'm sure that those stories like that were being told everywhere. Um, but when it, during the, the Romanization, um, a lot of that meaning changed. Uh, and like I said, like he went from like chubby dude to like ch- or chubby baby to slender, slim dude. And I think it was actually slender, slim for the Greeks. And then like chubby baby for, we, we started seeing the chubbiness, the, the more pure version hmm. during a Romanization. And then like I said, during the 15th century, when the sort of the Renaissance mm-hmm. art stuff came, that's when he was like super babyfied. Um, and super innocent, pure, and in in some cases too, there was like um, they try to like uh, I don't want to say demonize, but they you know some people just were like no, it's pagan, mm-hmm. stop, like mm, he's sure. pagan, stop doing that. Um, so I thought that was really fun. only Christian angels can have wings, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, and and I I talked briefly too, like um, specifically regarding Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I think that this story uh, and a few others. Uh, there's this guy. Um, a few guys, Dr. Jamie Tehrani on BBC, they they talk about how stories like Beauty and the Beast and uh, Rapunzel is another one are centuries old. Like these old, we might see them as like Germanic myths or European myths are or, or folk folklore are much older, like mm-hmm. Bronze Age old, based off of old scripts and texts and a pot and a vase that was decorated. Sure. They've been able to kind of firmly connect those i feel like that's still kind of loose like you could say well clearly there's a baby on that with an arrow so that must be cupid but anyway um what is talked about today though is how the the specific myth of cupid and psyche is super folktale fairy tale myth specifically it 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 really embodies those those key elements like sometimes there's a difference between myth and fairy tale um in some ways. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Like, can you like Hercules? I, I it's was, like obviously a myth. Right. right. Yeah. But this is definitely, this is the, because it's got that story. It's got that lesson. It's got a happy ending too. Sure. It's yeah. Like, you know, it's true. like the, the, that the, is very rare a, in, yeah. in Roman and Greek. Like a lot of them are, 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 you know, instructive, like don't do this or terrible things are going to happen to you. Um, this is more like hopeful and, and, and optimistic yeah. and loving. It's like, Hey, you know, you can get, you can, you know, End up end up with your true love. If you know, you, you know it's going to be tough, but and that reminds me, I, reading on Beauty and the Beast as well. I found um, some some analysts saw Beauty and the Beast as really interesting because the it was very untraditional. It was like uh, the beauty was Belle was uh, a middle class. Mm-hmm. Like there, you know, uh, yeah. it's a fairy tale. Like do it up, you know, or either be really poor or be really rich. Um, but it was, it was, yeah, she was a merchant. Yeah. Yeah. So they believe that the beauty beast was almost like not, not a a preparatory story 
um, if that's a word, like interpolation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. but more like just like a, this is life. Um, mm-hmm. This is life. Your dad might marry you to a schmuck. Right. Sorry. You know, and so, um, <laughs> and that's, and I find that, I mean, Psyche, I mean, she, there's a lot of fluff going on there. I don't think villagers are going to throw flowers at you on a daily basis unless they're like crazy. But, um, well, this but, was a novel but, that but was, Psyche, right, yeah, right. It, it, they were trying to. At least in my text, like Psyche is really sympathetic. I mean, she's not she's not mm-hmm. like into herself. Like right. she's got kind of like shitty sisters, and you know she's trying to just kind of do the right thing. I her mean, like her dad. her dad's like, "You're going to go marry a monster." She's like, "Oh, okay, right." Yeah. Um, and uh, and but she's still like you know even after she's got this great life with all these riches, she still like invites her family to to kind of sure. share in that. Um, so I think she's a really, really sympathetic character in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is very like humanistic and it's wild. I mean, it's understandable to see why it's lasted so long. It's that, such a core fairy tale of, yeah, you marry a, it, it's like almost frog princey, but. It is the frog. It's, it's all the of them. Yeah, yeah, there, there's it's, a it's, shell yeah, that, that is lifted. That breaks, yeah. 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 Like it, it's, it's this archetypal story. And the, the thing, the crazy thing is, is like Cupid and Psyche might be based on an earlier archetypal. Right. Like, right. You know, that yeah. we don't know about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's fast. This, this is what I love about this series. The rock is like, and the rock. These, yeah. These, these old, <laughs> these old, old stories. Like who knows how long the story was told before it became Cupid and Psyche. I mean, did someone just make that up out of whole cloth? Probably not. They probably based it on another story that we yeah. don't know about and and when we going back to hercules because you just can't not um when we were looking into her hercules so much of hercules like hercules is is everywhere hercules is in egypt england iran obviously uh like in europe and the mediterranean polynesia right yeah <laughs> exactly and and but specifically it's it's not even it's like so similar and people know hercules like and then they're just like oh yeah but we just call him you know like we just call him something different but i you say hercules i know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. i hear that and it's it's so eerily similar and so yeah these this this is the one of those stories that is and that's like oedipus rex like when sophocles going like yeah actually let me write this down um I think this is, yeah, one of those stories that Psyche and Cupid is just like, well, crap, let's get this. It's, you know, we, we were talking about Neil Gaiman's mythology, which we've talked about on yeah. one of the first episodes. Um, what Neil Gaiman did when he wrote that, the Norse mythology book, was he he took the primary sources, he looked at them, and then as a great storyteller, he was like, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'm going to make a good story out of it. So, you know, he had to cut corners or an expand, and he had to do what he had to do to make it really good and engaging mm-hmm. but i mean this is what people like what villeneuve what sophocles what these guys have done and it's it's turned out bonkers yeah here we are. i mean if you, even the you know awaking with the prick you know that's it's almost like the kiss or the mm-hmm. yeah whatever. and so you see the cinderella sharp. snow white you know all these yeah that's really like a point like beauty fell. snow white in like a yeah, it was like both of those in, in, in a minute. I'm sure there's more. I feel like there's more. In oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. The, the, the prick of the spinning wheel and the falling mm-hmm. the, falling asleep. And it's, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're poisoned by some outside uh, godly force right. or mm-hmm. ethereal damnation. And the, whatever the trials, like, goddamn. Oh, yeah. You always have a trial. Well, this this trials. does follow, um, you know, that part of, right. of uh, the Campbell's. Myth. Yeah. Um, 
hero's journey. I mean, you, you have to have that middle part, yeah. that center, the the bad before you can have the reward of the good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh. basically, the point is like, there's no originality, guys. It's all been, it's all, it's all been done before. We're just kind nope. of... <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. They see like isolation. I like medium.com was like sending me an email. It's like isolation is the key to uh, original thought. I'm like, I mean, that just is the key to me thinking about stuff that's already been done. But yeah, okay, sure, you're right. Like, but yeah, but it's great. I mean, but people like Villeneuve were able to take it, and it, it it's a matter of adapting to culture and a time. Mm-hmm. Like like Villeneuve did, uh, obviously, it, we we can make that connection, but it, it was brought to the time of 1740. Like I said, it, you're getting married. It's probably arranged. It's probably not going to be great. Uh, he's probably hairy. Mm-hmm. These are the he things may have you, doubt. right. <laughs> these are the things you need to kind of go into, and but like, so it's it's like reality is entertaining you know in some cases back then reality was in the ancient you know when, when you were like ground zero of telling the story it, you wanted to hear crazy stuff about a naked baby getting wax put on a shoulder um because that was yeah <laughs> can you Wait, imagine that <laughs> one interesting thing about that is in the golden ass they describe it as almost the oil was greedy like the oil wanted to touch mm-hmm. the beauty that was cupid oh my god isn't that weird? Like it, Hornies, it, was, it almost became wax. a thing. That's yeah. hot as hell, dude. Yeah. <laughs> is that why wax is like a sex thing? Yeah. <gasps> maybe. Yeah. Oh, metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is the other. The other. That's it. Name the golden ass. Yeah. Metamorphosis. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Anyway, yeah, that's funny. That's really not good. to be confused with Ovis. Correct. Right. That's what now they call that the golden ass or coffee. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah no <laughs> please don't that's the next one yeah but i mean these story or this story and and beauty and the beast and everything it, it gives you that hope that love that, that there can be something pure in this world that there can be something that you can strive towards that your really rich um brat of a husband will come back to you yeah yeah just despite you. well you didn't know he was a brat because he was a <laughs> demon in your mind before the, you know true he was that, like a, a the point. beast she saw that he was yeah. a, and he redeemed a monster, and she became a goddess cupid yeah, thought she true. was a monster yeah so you have this hope just like bell received her goddessness when she was able to free him of the spell you when know, they like, danced and yeah exactly and, and that's the the antagonist is the fairies like which is the the main antagonist of a lot of uh story like uh european stories from i mean you can go back to do fairies. That's, yeah that's interesting actually because you know like the the antagonist in in cupid psyche is basically venus venus you know? yeah like absolutely. this jealous goddess um but you know we get into you know the uh, 18th century right um you know there's no yeah like and, you know is it the, is it satan you know it's right. no it's it's like it's a, it's a fairy you know right and where did you know Where'd that come from? Yeah. What's that leftover from? That's, I wonder. That's a pagan thing. I'm at, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I have a feeling, like, we've talked a lot about, like, um, going to the Samhain episode, when Ireland Christianized, it still had a lot of the old magic in it, you know, like, a lot of, they had to adapt a lot of things, and some places were more, I don't want to use, I mean, superstitious, I guess, is what you could kind of say. Mm. Um, and, yeah, fairies, I think, are just a great... They're, they're a great plot tool, you know, for your stories. Mm-hmm. And if if fairies are a good way, I mean, they're just a great way of doing it. It's it Fairies are different. Like, the, there's the witch and there's fairies. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's just mm-hmm. not, like, nonsensical enough to kind of, like, 
It's the devil, you know. I mean, I, sure, yeah, and I, but I feel like, and I feel like devil's a little too fire and brimstone, sure. maybe mm-hmm. a little bit too much before this point. I don't think Villeneuve was trying to go all like it, I, I, it's not really a Christian tale. Mm. So I mean, aren't the villagers kind of the enemy too at that point? Because they were trying to kill the beast, and then the witch was it a witch or was well, it a fairy that that cursed the beast? Yeah, too? In, in the so like, there's the, just kind of the two movie, bad yeah. guys mm-hmm. or whatever. Sure, but they're under the impression of crazy man in a really nice house. French Revolution. I will say, I just, this is just kind of of an aside. We might come back to this if we do yeah. Norse again. But I, I actually uh, traveled to Iceland, um, uh, you know, a decade what? ago. It's, it's it's incredible. It's an incredible place. Um, but they there's still a, a a significant part of the population believes in fairies. Like before they um, before they plan a highway, like they actually will have like like fairy people come out to make sure that it's okay with the fair that's the fair dope. folk before they that's cool it's 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 a real yeah, thing yeah like, my mom still it still persists to this day my the it, it's not like no, no my mom's english no one in the family is like that i would say but it, but it's like a it's still like really prevalent in the culture like just in general mm-hmm. that stuff is it's really prevalent prevalent um in today just like the new the Jersey devil people mm-hmm. it's very prevalent for so, them like thousands of years later, like this little yeah. little sprinkles of paganism it's, just yeah, hanging on. Sure. Absolutely, yeah. That's what Christianity is. It's sprinkles of paganism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's really funny how it all like turns together, though. But yeah, that, does that about I wrap think it up, we're, guys? Uh, I think that's we'll about just it. The four O, so we can talk about it. Yeah. Well, guys, this was great. Uh, we could go on and on, but yeah, absolutely. We're getting we're getting a little off topic, but. Oh, hey, at least we didn't bring up Anthony Hopkins. Um, <laughs> Don't do it. Or, 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 or <laughs> oh, this turned into an hour-long no. podcast. Byzantium also did not make an appearance. No, no, they'll come, they'll return. I'm, I'm, we're doing a special uh, series on that. No. Um, <laughs> well, Peter, thanks for joining us again. Yes, Clark. thank you so much. So to make it uh, clear, too, if you've lasted this long, um, this we're going to do uh, a, sort of like a special set of episodes. Like, we're going to encourage anyone who'd like to guest on the show to come and do that um peter's been doing really great and we want him to come back and he's wanting to come back somehow some reason um i miss this love triangle (laughs) right so we're gonna have a few like uh uh peter sodes we'll we'll figure it out but we'll have a few uh episodes in tandem with our regularly scheduled programming um throughout the next weeks and such so you get a little extra dosage of myths and history with an IE. So thank you everyone. Uh, mystery at gmail.com. Let us know what you think or hit us up on Facebook or me or Cami. And that's it. Thanks everybody. Oh.